All right, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. This episode features me. That's right, just me. This is the, uh, what may be the last episode of Singles Only Podcast. After 369 episodes, this will be 370. I tried to be the 369 and end on that because I'm 12. But yeah, it's time to... uh, Time to call it quits, I think. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do here, but I'm definitely uh, taking a long break. Um, No reason in particular, just seven years. We had a good run. Before I get into some stuff I want to talk about, I just want to say that I looked at the numbers. Between two of the channels that we were on, since we kept track in 2016, I believe, um, late 2016, since we were able to, we had over 500 thousand listens and um downloads on the two channels the laugh factory channel and my channel that's pretty cool i mean it's well over five hundred thousand, under a million i was hoping to get a million but you know whatever um wow uh first thing before i talk further i want to thank the voices of reason uh starting with Jeannie dugan who was here for from the beginning, almost the beginning, she was a guest at first because she wasn't married yet. Can you believe that? That's how long this fucking thing has been going on, longer than Jeannie Dugan's marriage. Uh, she helped me through, I don't know, at least 50, if not 100 episodes. Then Patty Vasquez took over, well over 100 episodes. Maggie DiPaolo helped along the way as well with another close to 50, if not 100 episodes. Um, I didn't do the numbers because I'm a fucking idiot. Um Marty DeRosa helped me. Kevin Bozeman helped me. Sam Norton was a voice of reason uh, from time to time. Um, Kelsey Huff, miss her dearly. Uh, Haven't seen her in a while. She's not gone or anything, but I just haven't seen her in a while. So all those voices of reason that took their time to come here. And all the guests. Man, I've had so many fucking amazing guests. Over 300 guests. A lot of people came back to give us updates. Certain guests came back multiple times. Jeffrey Asmus came down a few times. Kristen Toomey, multiple times. Rena Calm, Amy Shanker, Marty DeRosa, Ken Gard, Dane Arden, Sarah Perry, Vic Pondia, Tyler Fowler, Zach Ryan, um, Mike Kaplan, Jonah Jurgens, uh, Abby Sanchez, Calvin Evans came back multiple times. Um, Blake Burkhardt, so many. Um, I really appreciate all that as well. Hope you guys enjoyed those episodes. Mostly our guests were comedians, but we did have some cool episodes with DJs, singers, musicians, podcasters, lawyers, divorce lawyers, journalists, um, photographers, actors, coaches, experts, wrestlers, porn stars, you name it. We had it. A lot of, lot of episodes about dating. Obviously, this is what the podcast was about. We've had divorcees. Always single people, soloists. Uh, Pete taught us about soloism. Uh, widows, um, you name it. Influencers, fashion, police, fashionistas. I learned a lot on this episode. When I started this podcast, thanks to Jamie Massad at the Laugh Factory to give me the idea, give me the name for the podcast. It was to kind of pursue and lean into me being single and talking about it so much on the on on stage you know i was a young man back then now i'm this old dude i uh, didn't want to be you know 50 years old talking to single people half my age um i'm still single 
So that's not why. Uh, that's not the big news. I'm not getting married or anything like that. Um, I learned a lot about dating. I learned a lot about myself during this podcast. Um, I learned dating patterns a lot of people had. I tried to avoid bad things, bad behavior, um, hurting people, things that I learned that other people did. A lot of comedians, um, you know, we're all in the same boat. We're, we're on this journey where it takes up so much of your personal time. We miss so many things. You know, those comedians you see that are crushing it right now, they sacrificed so much to get there. You know, missing family events, best friends, weddings, bachelor parties, things like that, that we always say no to for shows. As I sit here today, I, I'm i on the other side of that where I finally turned down a show because I had plans to, to see one of my favorite artists. And uh, yeah, it was hard. <laughs> it was hard to say that because comedy is your girlfriend. It's your first priority. And it still is for me. And it still is for a lot of these comedians you've heard on this podcast talking about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great journey. I learned so much about so many comedians. I made so many good friends through the podcast. Um, and, uh, it, it was such a, it was such a fun journey. Um, meeting a lot of comedians, having an excuse to talk to them and learn about them through my podcast was so cool too. When I started the podcast, I had never listened to a podcast. I was like, what the fuck? is this thing. I, I was using it as a platform to promote a weekly show I had at the Laugh Factory called Singles Only that then became Drink Day Laugh. Um, and uh, it was such a cool medium. You know, I always wanted to be on radio. I wanted to be a DJ when I was a kid. I still do. I'm still looking for that next opportunity. I, and the next thing I do is going to be cool too. I, I don't know what exactly what it is. I'm working on it right now. So I'm not leaving podcasting. It's going to be hard to start all over, and I'll probably come back and do uh, update episodes. I'm definitely going to re-broadcast some of my favorites, um, probably monthly is what I'm looking at doing right now. Um, I'm working on something with sponsors to make that happen, um, and maybe if that podcast doesn't work or my new properties don't, I come back to this, you know, like the, it's, this is like my ex-girlfriend, this podcast in a way, um, but uh yeah, it, it, it's been so fun doing this podcast, and I'm, I'm so thankful for all the listeners, too. I, I saw the numbers of people that have downloaded and and want to say thanks to, you know, Rachel, super fan, um, for pointing out mistakes when they happened on the podcast. Alexis did the same for me from time to time. Uh, so many of you, Candice, thank you so much uh, for pointing out stuff as well and things you like. And all the emails I get from people, so many guests are now married. I've had people asked me to take their podcast down. One of the rules of the podcast is we, when you sign on to do it, I actually had a contract in a way where we disclose it's not coming down. These are evergreen. And only on certain occasions uh, were we able to not take them down, but at least hide them from people uh, or uh, boyfriends who are mad that about things you said. I had a guest that was mad about her podcast. It affected her work, so we had to hide that. Um but because of the contracts I signed with the uh, sponsors, it's such a fucking pain in the ass to take one down. And that's just on my channel. Then I have the Laugh Factory has a channel, too, where this is uploaded to. Um, and, and because of that, because we were on two platforms, it made it hard to keep track of numbers. It affected us because we split the audience. I tried to merge them into one from time to time. It just didn't happen. 
couldn't make it work because people were loyal to wherever they listened. Um, and then from time to time, certain episodes would just blow up on the Laugh Factory channel or on my channel. And then we're like, okay, well, just let's just fucking keep them both. That's what we did. Um, but yeah, I mean, seven years ago, the first season, all my friends and peers from comedy came on to support, especially Mari DeRosa, uh, Chris Bader, Amy Shanker, Rena Calm, Calvin Adams, Calvin Evans, sorry, uh, Jeannie Dugan, who was a guest on, I think, episode seven. And then because of what she brought to the table, I wanted her to be the voice of reason. And she did that until she can no longer do it anymore, given her time commitments. Jeff R. Curry came on early to help out. Mateen Stewart, uh, Matt Charmonti, Ben Svatora, um, Curtis Flagg, who was single when this thing started, now he's married. Ken Gar was single, now he's married. Matt Charmonti, single, now married. Ben Svatora, single, now married. Sonny Culhaus, divorce lawyer, expert on dating and relationships, now married. I, I would think probably 30% of the guests are, are now married, or at least 50% of them are in successful relationships, as we've seen when we brought people back on. Um, so many fun episodes. Uh, you know, Joe Quazala is my favorite episode. I think one episode one thirty one is still one of my favorites. Uh, Dale McPete was a fun episode. He did the podcast a couple times. Jeffrey Asmus was a fun episode. Um, Jen Zanotti was a great episode because it was so cool to kind of explore her life uh, and her rebirth after um, her divorce, and now she's married again too, which is so cool. Jim Cornelison taught me so much about dating. Uh, and his tips on dating women that have children have, have encouraged me to do the same to, you know, avoid being in a situation where I'm wasting someone's time. And then we had the Zoom era, right? We had so many episodes that were done through Zoom, which I fucking hated but grew to love because then it gave me opportunity to, to, to interview people that I otherwise couldn't be in the same city as, which was a pro and a con, obviously. Um, the pro was that I got to meet people that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to. Um or have on the up have on the podcast, which was so cool as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, these are all cool things. I, I definitely want to say thanks to Jeffrey Goldford who provided the music, the first version and the second one of the podcast. Uh, both times his songs were awesome. Go download him right now if you can support his music and his career. Is one of my great friends. I used to manage his band and I played bass with him briefly. Um, before I became a comedian and it's so cool that he's blowing up right now and doing so many cool things. You've seen him on multiple commercials, his music you've heard. So um, check him out as well. Um, and, uh, and, and you know, a lot of things I learned too in terms, of, I hope you guys saw, there were so many guests that people were mad that I had on the podcast. Uh, I later learned they were accused of bad things and, and people were upset about it. I know that and uh, I learned from that as well. Um, but being, I will say this about a one episode recently that uh, people were upset about, uh, or not people, but a certain small group of people. Um, listen, I, I'm a lawyer and I, I believe in the law and I think that anytime someone's been, there's allegations against people, I always try to look at everything um, and you need to give people that opportunity. You know, that's what I believe in due process. I think I do my due diligence um, with this podcast and, and and try to give people the benefit of the doubt. There were so many, you know, people have rumors about them, blah, blah, blah. I, I try to hunt that stuff down and get more information. Um, and in all things, not just this podcast, but fuck. I mean, 
there's so many times people have been canceled for things and then you, you learn that, you know, the story was mis misunderstood or someone was saying something because they had a, an axe to grind. I myself have been on both sides with something like that and it fucking sucks. Um, but that's not why we're here. We're here to say goodbye to this podcast. Um, and uh, man, what a journey it's been. I hope you guys have enjoyed. I really appreciate everything from everyone that listened all, you know, 500 some thousand people that listen to this podcast or people that listen to it loyally. I'm still going to put up stuff here on this channel. Um, if you don't already follow me on Instagram, Paul Farvar, you'll, you'll learn more about me there and what I'm doing and the new podcast that I'm going to be starting soon. I'm trying to get a channel. I'm putting that out there. I'm trying to get something on, on, uh, on radio or satellite, I should say. So that's that's the goal of mine that's been since I started comedy. So if you know people, let me know. Talk to me. As far as dating's concerned, um, I still am an advocate. Even though Hinge was never a sponsor, I still think they're the greatest dating app out there. And my advice to people that are dating, put all your information out there. I know that's a problem safety-wise. You can get a Google phone number if you don't want to give people your number. But the thing is, is the more you put out there, the more you get back. If someone is going to harm you or do anything to you, your information, your pictures on the podcast or your details about your life are not going to be the reason. People can trace your picture and find out where you live, for Christ's sake, and how old you are, what your social security numbers, they can pay a price for all that shit. So don't use that as a reason to not put out or connect your dating profile to your Instagram page. If if they contact you there unwantedly, you can block them. That's that's what it's for. Um, but so many people, you miss opportunities when you don't put yourself out there. You put a picture of yourself with all your clothes skiing and a picture of your fucking dog. No one's going to know who you are or what you look like. I mean, that that's a big part of it. And, and unfortunately, or fortunately, most dating now happens because of online dating. You don't meet at a bar anymore. It's just not done. When this podcast started, that was probably the majority of the time people met in real life. Now it's mostly online. I fucking see it every dating app. I, I see it um all of those shows. People we ask people to do crowd work. How'd you guys meet? Dating app. That's how it is. It's just the way it is now, especially with the young people and old people. Fuck. There's our time, as Laura Hug told us recently on hers. So on her episode. So put yourself out there. Keep dating. Don't be ashamed that you're single or solo. There's no reason to get into a relationship. Marriage is still an outdated relationship. It's the it's something that you don't have to do to to find worth. Don't be ashamed of being single. That's one thing that stayed with me in this podcast. I, I, I lean into that, obviously, and I still feel that way. I still think that if someone wants to be single, you know, I talk to my therapist about this. I talk to friends about it. A lot of us are single for a reason. We want to be single. It's by choice. People joke about that. It's by choice. But it really is. People have different reasons. I don't think I'm always going to be like this. But for now, I'm pursuing something that's really hard to be successful at. And a lot of people are doing the same thing. A lot of people are out there. They want to further their professional career before they can focus on their personal lives. And they don't want to do both at the same time. Or they think it's going to hinder them, their abilities. Whatever the case is, don't be ashamed of it and and don't let people bully you into marriage and uh, making you ashamed that you don't have a plus one. Go by yourself to shit. It's cool. You meet cool people. 
you meet you might meet your your future whatever partner ethnic ethically non-monogamous partner or what marriage who knows you can do it singles only listeners paul farver here want to tell you about our friends over at love shop toys they are a sex shop toy they are passionate about destigmatizing and normalizing sex and sex toys and the conversations around it they've been around for 20 years and they believe that life is too short for bad sex we agree here at Singles Only Podcast. We've teamed up with them. So if you go to their website, loveshoptoys.com backslash singles only, you get 20% off all regular priced items. And all orders over $69 are free. Nice. That's right. Free shipping on all orders over $69. Nice. And you get 20% off. If you use our backslash singles only at loveshoptoys.com backslash singles only, that is, you get discreet shipping. You'll get it within two to four days across most of North America. Check them out, loveshoptoys.com, and use the backslash singles only to get 20% off. You're welcome. One other thing I want to bring up um, is that I'm so... I, I know I say this a lot, and I, I really mean it. I'm so grateful that so many of these comedians lent their time. Um, they're not getting paid to be on my podcast. They're spending their time. They're spilling their guts, and a lot of times, you know, a lot of comedians revealed a lot on this podcast. Paul Hauser-Walker Hauser revealed some big stuff. Tucker, Brookshire, a lot of the best episodes we had on the podcast were when people were vulnerable and um, telling us the stuff that they're going through. And uh, I hope that helped them in a lot of ways. I felt like this podcast was therapy. I'm not a fucking therapist and or a real-life coach, although I do think I give really good dating advice, uh, being a dating expert um, officially. But I, I think that for people to do that, if they get something out of it by revealing and being vulnerable, that's something to be said. Um, in the real world, in real life dating, where you are putting yourself out there, if you really are trying to date, right? If you're trying to, a lot of people go on these dating apps, they say they're looking for um, you know, a, 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 part, a life partner or a partner in crime is one of the options, I think, on Hinge. If, if that's really the case, then you have to be willing to, in my opinion, put yourself out there. And then, And I recently, someone posted something that a guy, and I got a lot of shit for this, but this is the story as I recall it. There was a friend on Facebook, a friend of mine in comedy, that was upset that a guy followed her, found her on Instagram and started saying, hey, we know each other. Uh, we know mutual friends after they matched on a dating app and we're talking on the dating app. And I was like, that's not crazy. But the pushback from the women who were commenting when I said that like you don't understand like how it is to be a woman. I I don't I don't understand. I know there's a lot of safety concerns, but the thing is is our mutual friend is a comedian who does shows where you can fucking follow and see our names on things and you can find them on Instagram anyway. Um and so for people to like lash out about that or me to make a statement of why I think it's important to be open to people doing that. Now I, I wouldn't do that um unless like I felt comfortable enough in the conversation and in private, the woman told me that it was like a hookup app called field or something like that, where 
it was a lot different than it was portrayed in the in the text or the Facebook message and all her friends that were chiming in happened to be like married women in a small town in like Wisconsin or some weird shit. But it's just, it's so funny that people say that and they're like, oh, you know, safety is a big issue. Safety is a fucking huge issue for women. I get that. But like, my God, you are not going to be if you're on the dating app, people can find you. I hate to say it. Like they can do, if people are fucking creeps and there are creeps out there, they can take your visual image of you and like put it into the computers and they'll find your information based on source, Google analytics, all that stuff. So the fact that you make it easier, I guess for normal people that want to get to know you, if that's your priority is finding a life partner, a partner in crime, and uh, and you're more concerned about your safety, you know, maybe if, if something happened in your past, I can understand. But like to have that be your excuse for not putting more pictures of yourself on there and not revealing that, you know, what you do for work. I mean, those are things that people that you're missing on opportunities to meet people, make connections with real people. Um, and I, I think it's a it's a lost opportunity. Um, again. If you're a very private person, then online dating is probably not for you. Like, it's just not. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's my soapbox. I and I and I had someone recently say something to me too, where they're like, "Oh, I don't give my number. I don't talk to people unless I meet them in person first. I'm like, "Okay, that makes sense," but like, <sighs> it's just you just gotta you've gotta let some levels go, especially if your priority is to find a life coach or not a life coach, a life partner. That's it. That's all I have to say about that. And, uh, as far as my journey, I feel like I've been vulnerable here. I've told people stories without, um, violating the privacy of the women that I've dated during the span of seven years on this podcast. Um, but I feel like, uh, I'm an open book. Obviously, if people Google me, they can find out all my shit. And I'm in a different boat than a lot of women. I get that, that are more concerned about safety. But I feel like um, what the podcast has taught me is just the best episodes I had and the best conversations I had were with people that were open and honest and not trying to be funny. Um, You know, some of the bigger names that we've had on the podcast were not great guests on the podcast because they were just, you know, they're basically like on the show to promote their upcoming specials or whatever, which I totally respect. And I'm still appreciative of them spending their time with me on some episodes with some guests we never aired because they revealed too much. And then afterwards their management will call me and be like, Hey, we can't air that. I wish I could tell you the names of those people, but out of respect to them, I won't say it, but some of them are pretty big. Um, if you message me, I can tell you, uh, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it was so fun interviewing people. I feel like I did a good job and I feel like people responded to the podcast. I I hope we didn't go too long. I feel like seven years was the lesson I learned from Seinfeld and all the people that, you know, go out when you're on top. I don't know if I was on top necessarily or am on top now. And and I don't even know if this is the end. Maybe I'll come back. I kind of feel like I want to have some reunion shows. I'm not going to turn the channel down. I'm going to re-air some of my favorite episodes. Um... So I'm sure there's no one that has listened to all 369 or 370 episodes of this podcast. So um, 
and even if you listen to some from the first year, the first three seasons, I like to call them seasons, there's no way you fucking remember it. Because I don't remember it. I didn't even remember I had certain guests on the podcast. Mary Kate Beck recently came back into the podcast, and I didn't remember when she did it way back when. And I have a pretty good memory other than the three times I had COVID and now my memory's shot. But um, Trevor Gertenson messaged me and through what information I gave him and the, the stuff I told him to do on the podcast, he went out there and was out again and he's happily married. And I take credit for that, full credit for that. Uh, a lot of people got married after they did the podcast and some of them took advice that I did. A lot of people have messaged me saying that they disagree with my strategies I know Kristen Robinson, who was a coach that we had on the podcast, she and I talked about the different approaches when you match this one, whether you talk for a while or just rip off the band and just pull up, go do a meeting. Both are positive. There's positives to both. I hope that whatever I end up doing, and I am going to be doing another podcast, um, I'm working on the concept now. I, I hope you guys join me when I do and uh, and you come along for the journey, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast, got something out of it other than, you know, finding about your favorite comedians or, or getting, getting comfort in seeing the fucked up lives of us comedians and, um, artists, um, creatives that we've had on the podcast and not so creatives, I should say. And, uh, maybe find solace in the fact that all of us are, that we're the people that were single that listen to the podcast you know, maybe it helped you feel better about yourself. Um, I sure as hell felt better myself with some of the guests we had. I definitely felt like I knew more <laughs> than most of them about myself and about relationships. And and I grew. I'm definitely not the same person I was seven years ago, which, again, goes into the argument I made on why marriage should be a seven-year relationship that's renewable, renewable contract because people change. And, um, yeah, when I started this podcast – definitely was different than I am now in so many ways, not just older with more gray hair and 10 more pounds, but just as a person I've evolved and I hope all of you will evolve. And I wish everyone good luck on the dating podcast, dating world, not dating podcast. Sorry. It's, it's, I've started this, by the way, I've started this recording multiple times and I've had to start over and start again just because there's so many things I want to say, and I don't want to sound like I'm babbling here, but I do have notes in front of me of shit that I wanted to say um, and to thank people. Um, and, and yeah, I, I hope you guys follow me on Instagram. I hope you guys reach out to me and tell me what you think of the podcast. I love all the reviews we got. I really appreciate that, and I hope maybe maybe this show will be on a radio show someday in a, in a in a new form and i hope whatever i do next you guys will join and like it it's going to be um definitely an interviewing thing cuz i love i loved i loved interviewing people i just towards the end i felt limited in talking about just dating with people and there were so many people i wanted on the podcast or i wanted to talk to but they were not single and i couldn't do it and now i hope that whatever i do now will be more open-ended in that regard. Yeah. Um, any questions? I hope to see and hear from all of you. And thank you all again for listening to another edition, perhaps the final edition of Singles Only Podcast. Your host, Paul Farvar, out. So we've been doing this podcast, what, six, seven years now? And the one thing you know about me is that I was a lawyer. 
It's one of the cardinal things associated with me behind being a comedian, former musician, or failed musician, or uh, Persian, or old. But when I need a lawyer, I call my friend Scott Shapiro, and you should do the same too. 312-648-8800. Scott Shapiro has been representing people for 25 years with workers' comp cases, personal injury, and entertainment law. Scott is a full-service law firm, and in addition to all the injuries that I talked about, work injuries, personal injury, and entertainment law, he handles other matters too. So you can hit him up, 312-648-8800, or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com, or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. Tell him I sent you. You will not be disappointed.